And now, check out Francis Quay and Jehu Graham as they get into the cheat codes with thought leaders, CEOs, and high-level entrepreneurs. This is Cheat Code Unlocked. Just give me the cheat code. So, all right, so look, here with TJ Main there, we're going we're gonna to dive in to find out more about TJ. For you guys who don't know, uh-huh. you know, we got connected with TJ a couple months ago, man. It's right. been absolutely a, a blessing to get to know this guy here. Um, a huge inspiration to me and Jay personally, right. and uh, it's going to be an inspiration to you guys as well, man. So, TJ, thank you for doing this with us. Yeah, yeah man, for thanks, sure, Thanks man. for being on Chico to Unlocked, man. Yeah, man, whatever I can do to support to you guys, one. man. You guys are dope people, killing it. Showing folks how to, to come up. So I love that. You got to be a part of that. I appreciate so, that, man. Appreciate yeah. that. So let's dive into, you know, basically, you know, just an introduction to you as an entrepreneur, a little bit about your journey, how you got to this point of being in such an amazing position that you're in right now. Yeah. So me as an entrepreneur, I'm, um, so I'm an entrepreneur. I've sold, you know, built businesses and sold businesses. Um, uh, one of the... My tech business is one of the ones that I was in for the longest, started from scratch and built that up and sold it. Had also a construction business, a uh, commercial construction business. Um, it wasn't a big exit, but I, but I did that too. And then um, I built uh, retail businesses. I built e-commerce businesses. I have quite a bit of real estate, um, uh, commercial real estate, and then some residential stuff. Um, what else? Um uh, a number man. of things. So I'm I've done a number of things man. in terms Jack of entrepreneurial. Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot sure. of people don't realize that when you talk about entrepreneurship, people think you have to only be in one particular category. A lot of times, entrepreneurs, we can't even help ourselves. We got our fingers in different things, but it's mostly the entrepreneur spirit that makes you, you know, successful. Yeah, you know, the you entrepreneur spirit says that you want to, um, you want to build something. You're willing to take risk, right? You're willing to, you know. Um, to to kill what you uh, to eat what you kill, man. I'm a big comp- <laughs> eat what you kill, man. Yeah, hundred percent. That's massive. But one one thing that people get messed up though in terms of being an entrepreneur, and they'll talk to people that are entrepreneurs that's been at it for a minute, and they'll see that guy doing a lot of different things or have done a lot of different things. So they start out trying to do the same thing, you know. And you know, I talk about Jay Z all the time and say Jay Z does a lot. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. But how long was it when he did this other thing? Right. And I didn't hear about him doing anything else. He wasn't in. Yeah, he when wasn't he started. Doing, uh, uh, you know, spirits. You know, he didn't do clothing. He wasn't. He didn't have his own. You know, uh, all the brands that he has now, right? And all the investments that he has. Uh, he wasn't an investor in a professional sports team. He didn't have the money nah, to do that. Nope. Uh, nor did he have the attention span or the bandwidth to do it. Right. Now that he has the resources, mm, he can hire people yeah. and get people to exactly. do different things. And he has now leverage. So he can apply that leverage to different businesses. And so one of the, you know, uh, anti-cheat codes, if you will, yeah. is trying to do too much too soon, right? And so... Um, so that's a big problem that I see entrepreneurs have as well, though. No, that's a fact. I mean, even with us, man, one of the biggest things we've been able to do in our company is really find, be able to build the teams that we need to implement the things that we want to implement in our verticals, right? right. So, you know, for us, we are in entrepreneurship, we're in finance, being able to like, you know, build things like products and things like we can't. Bro, the time, we started our out time, doing our it time, ourselves. Yeah, our time right. was like like very new. But being able to build teams is important. And one of the things that, that we even picked up from you 
uh, when we were shooting not too long ago at Thermal was really just about how to really navigate that those seven people that you told us about. If you could tell the tell the people about that, I mean, just yeah, that was you massive. Know, that was a huge key for, even for us. And we went back and looked at our entire team and said, "Look, man, who are those? Who people? are the executors that we need to keep around? Who needs to to, to migrate out?" And who do we need to bring on in order to execute cleanly? You know what I mean? So, And how to even identify those people. Extremely important. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, building teams are, is super important. One of the things for me, I've always thought, man, if I can get seven people all pulling in the same direction, pulling hard, they they know what they're doing. They like what they're doing. They're continuing to learn. They're committed to it because I've been able to put some sort of compensation program or some sort of incentive program together that aligns them with what my mission is and it aligns with their mission. If you can get those seven people, man, it's, you're almost unstoppable, right? You know, pulling. It's like, seriously, because a lot of times you'll have a team and you'll look at your team. You'll be like, oh, okay, I got two people. They're killing it. These other guys, they're just kind of doing their job. Right. But I'm talking about people that are, you know, um, got ideas and can execute them. And can execute. Yeah. They're not just telling you what they can do or what you can do. They're actually executing on that. They come to you with a, almost like a, an MVP. That you could be like, okay, this is what this actually looks like. This is what we can improve upon. And they're coming with solutions instead of problems. I exactly. See a lot of, you know, That's you, massive. You know, we, we deal with that again. Like, again, I'm sure you, you deal with the same thing. It's the difference between people that come to you with problems consistently versus people who come with you. They might be a problem, but at least they got the solution as well on how to execute. And that's just it's invaluable, you know, on the journey to entrepreneurship. So... Um, so let me ask you this, man, you know, building, you know, in all the different facets of the business that you've been in, it's obviously learning curves to each, to everything that you do. You know, what would you say is like, um, you know, been your process in taking on new things? I've seen you uh, in real estate, um, you know, from what I've seen on, on online and I've seen you obviously in in the uh, racing world, um, you know, firsthand. But obviously, again, that learning curve, what is your process for coming into a new project, assessing its viability, and then, you know, being able to execute on it? Well, so in terms of learning, right, which is super important, because I think it's a superpower, right, is your ability to learn. So I think one, being able to see sort of, okay, what is this thing, right? Racing, what is racing? You know, I got to learn how to, you know, car control, manage a car. I got to learn how to you know, go fast, certain techniques and skills. I got to learn how to do that. I got to learn racecraft. I got to learn how to control my mind. You know, I got to control how to learn how to prep for a race. You know, the, so you have to be able to um, figure out what the anatomy of that thing is you're trying to do, right? So if it's trading, it might be um, analysis. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can break down that. You know, right, if it's trading, right. what is it? It's analysis. Right. It's analysis, technical analysis, mm-hmm. market knowledge. Yeah. And basically being able to understand the mechanics of a, of a good, solid trade. Yeah. But then there's some mind things too. Right. Right. So, so there are some things that you have to be able to do. Right. So, um, so the first thing is, what are those things? Right. And then the other thing is um, to start doing, learning by doing. Right. So a lot of times people read and they'll study and they'll study all this stuff, but they're not really learning anything. I always say learning is a relatively permanent change in behavior as a result of experience. So oh, what that man. means oh, is we got to run that one back. That's a, <laughs> that's a cheat uh, code say, right say there. That, say that one let's, more let's time. Run that, that, back. That, that is a cheat yeah, code. That's a cheat run code. Back so learning is a relatively permanent change in behavior as a result of experience. 
Right. And so it's something I learned in like, I don't know, man, I was in junior high school or something. Right. I learned it. I heard that definition. I said, that don't make sense to me. What does that mean? And I spent a lot of time trying to understand what that meant. Right. And, you know, like when I say learning what it means, yeah, you can learn it for a test or something. Right. But that don't mean you get it. Right. Like, you know, it for t- so for me, it's like I needed to get that in my bones because learning I always knew was really important and vital. Right. So what happens is, you know, if, if, if a child burns their hand on something, right, on a candle or something, right, will they do it again? Likely they will because they did it. They don't know the whys and what for is if it was real. They might do it again. But, oh, now they're not going to do it anymore. Right. Now their behavior, they have a relatively permanent change in their behavior as a result of the experience that they have. Right. So learning is more than it's not memorization. It's about knowing it and changing your behavior as a result of learning. Right. So that's why I say learn by doing, being involved, doing activity, because now that thing is going to change your behavior. Yeah. If you're trying to learn Facebook ads, right? Right. if you're trying to learn whatever it is and you go, let me read a book. Yeah, OK. But if you start doing it and fumbling through it, by the time you finish that process, you've changed your behavior. Yeah, you know some stuff. 100%. Right. That's, yeah. No, I was, I was going to say, um, like, pretty much you're saying to listen to understand, right? So identify the problem, be able to listen to understand and practice, right? Like, pretty much put it into practice. I wanted to ask you, like, you know, rewind this back a little bit as far as, like, you know, being able to exit a company. Like, that's something that I feel like, you know, we talk about this, you know, in our culture, it's not something that people really do very often. It's not something that we're exposed to or have any practice with. So that's something that I wanted to really like, hey, like, you know, how does one really pick up a company and get it to the point of exit, you know, from point A to point B type of situation? So, well, the first thing is you got to build a good company, right? You got to build a company that provides value. Right. Returns cash flow. Right. Creates equity. So you have to do that. And so the first thing is, so there are stages to it. Right. When you build a company, I would say the first one of the first stages, if you're building a company and you're thinking about exiting, which you should. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, you should build that with you should build a company with that in mind, but not be hyper just super focused on that initially. So. When I built my um, tech services firm, right, I could have gone out because I had specialized knowledge and charged a whole lot of money per hour for my services, right, which I did do. But I, that wasn't my primary way of creating income. My primary way of creating income was teaching these guys how to do what I did, right? And then going out and building a sales team and a sales force and the sales mechanisms so that I can continue to get business. Because if I went out, whereas other people might've went out and said, I I can charge $300 an hour. Right. And they're killing it initially. Right. But for me, I had 15, 20, 30, you know, I had a bunch of people out there making not $300 an hour, but maybe $200 an hour. You know what I mean? So, um, so, but if I didn't have in mind that I wanted to exit, I would have been okay just charging $300 an hour, not building it. I would have been okay being really cheap about my infrastructure. But what I wanted to do is to make sure I had an infrastructure that would support where I wanted to go. 
right? Not overspending, but I wanted to make sure I had an infrastructure that would support. So that meant I had to spend money on training, right, and a training program so that I could build a, a, a actual business as opposed to just being a consultant. You came from humble beginnings, yeah. still at Humble Manor, right? And I know that obviously there are people see success, right? But it's relative. And so, you know, when people don't really know, right? Same thing with like market cap. We look at a company, we invest in companies all the time. We might think it's a good company, but we don't really know. And so we really look at the numbers, right? And so for me, I'm just saying like as inspiration wise, you know, uh, or whatever it may be, even one of the smaller companies, maybe not the main company that you did, but maybe a smaller company, like what type of exits can people look at? You know what I mean? What kind of, I mean, you can look at what kind of exit, right? So from, from my standpoint, I built a company, um, that, um, so let me get back to the original question that you had. So there's stages. Initially, what you want to do is build a company that can grow and can scale. So that's the most important thing. Build a company that can scale, right? Um, have an idea, have a, you know, create a goal that's big enough for all the effort you're going to put into this thing. Because building a $10 million company, building a $20 million company, a $50 million company, $300 million company is all kind of the same, right, in terms of the effort. It's the effort that you have to, what I'm saying is the effort that's going to be required of you personally is the same, right? The effort's no different. It's just the ideas and the execution is going to be different. The risk might be different, right? The opportunities that you pursue will be different. So building a company that's going to scale, then that's going to help you out a lot, right? I mean, that's, that's initial. And then once you have that kind of going, then you're going to want to make sure that you're doing some things that's going to support an exit, meaning that you're building a company that's not tied around maybe um, something so proportary right. that, that or, or, or depending on proprietary, you. Right. What's that? Or depending on you. Or as just dependent on you. Yeah. Right. A just variable that you. could just be swept that way like that. Or so concentrated. Right. Proprietary right. wasn't the right word, but so concentrated in an area depending on the type of business that you're in. Right. But concentration shrinks your, your numbers. Right? right. So, you know, building, understanding what those parameters are that's going to allow you to exit the way you want. Right. And to start managing towards those things. Right. Because now you got a company that you can scale, that you can grow. Then it's like, OK, I got to scale a company that I can scale or grow uh, and grow. And I'm doing that. What are the th parameters that are important to uh, to um, a PE firm or to a partner or whatever? Right. And some of those things are diversity in terms of resources, the strength of, you know, your, uh, your 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 cash flow numbers and things like that, right? And how clean your 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 numbers are and stuff. So is that where you went, like the PE firms and things like that? Because we we've looked at the same kind of thing. You know, when we look at our valuations or valuations that we get from from you know outside, talking about from our cash flow to where we're at, we get ranges from you know forty million to seventy million, but we don't really know because we haven't really went through the process, right? And we don't even know who, if even if we did want to sell part of our company, something like that, or our entire business, right? We don't even know, you know, where where do you go to find buyers like that, right? Like, how do you find a buyer for your company as a, as a whole? To um, exit? Well, there's different places. You can go to uh, uh, Biz Buy Sell. Oh, you know? what? Legit? Yeah. You know, That's crazy. We yeah, looked yeah. on there a couple of times yeah, for, yeah. Some, for the buy businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go there, uh, you know, do that. You can get a broker, that's, you know, looking at your business, you know, okay. you go. Acquisitions broker. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. you can go to uh, M and A firms right. that that can size you up depending on the size. You know, so so yeah. So we're talking. So we're basically saying build it with the end of mind, mm-hmm. right? So build it to sell. There's actually a really build, good book. Build, build to it sell. to scale, right? Build it to scale. You know, so you you have to build a good business, right? right. So build it to scale. Right. It, and, and if you think, oh, well, I had a good business for a year, right? I had a good business for two years. Sometimes that'll work. Most of the time it doesn't, right? Because it's like there's not enough continuity. There's not enough stability in terms of revenue and income to be able to say, yeah, this is this is what I'm willing to pay for, right? right? To 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 eliminate the risk associated with that business. Right. So, um, so yeah, so scale, build a good business, scale it, and then make sure you start to look at some of those sort of metrics that are super important when it comes to exiting an imminent, uh, an acquisition. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Cool. So now, so that's, that's dope now. You're mad because I ain't giving the numbers. No, I already know you want to get a number. I ain't mad about it. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. It's left up to my imagination. You did. Now now it is what it is. But look, it's all good, man. So, so here's my, here's my main question. We, we, we know it's a lot of money, you know, that's yeah. what it is. But the fact of the matter is this, man. So being able to you exit that, that that particular company and move on to other companies that have minor exits in and up, you know, along the way, what has been, I, 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 would, I would say, what has been some of the biggest lessons that you've taken throughout that process, right? Like your biggest, biggest lessons that you would say that you took on, maybe, maybe From three. the process of selling my business and moving into other businesses? Just, or? Yeah, the entire journey, man. I mean, really things that you, maybe let's say two or three of your top lessons that you, you've taken from Yeah, I think, I think one, I would have had a bigger goal, right? In terms of my, my, um, the business that I was in as long as I was in it. Um, I think I would have sold it earlier because I had a few exit points and I would have sold it earlier. Not, not because of what the numbers were or anything like that, Per se, it was the amount of time that I got wrapped up in that process, right? right? And so you're almost like a deer in the headlights because you're not moving. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, the whole sales process. So uh, that just took way longer than I wanted. I would have sold it. Um, I probably should have sold it in, in in one of the previous rounds. I think those are, you know, a couple of the big ones, you know, for sure, is that I would have had much bigger goals. Right. I would have um, um, I would have uh, got that process done earlier. Um, but the one thing that I did learn and did take away from it is I did get paid through the process. Right. Meaning it was cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. Cash flowing well, as opposed to not, you know, and some because I have buddies that didn't. Right. Because they were so concerned about keeping money in the business. But that money gets taken out anyway. You know what I mean? That money, like if you go out and you buy this or invest in that thing, this thing or that thing as one-time investments, those are adjustments anyway. So that money gets essentially put back in the business. You know, the amount of money that you're paying yourself, right? If you're paying yourself maybe $500,000 more than, you know, the next person that's going to run the company would, as an example, that's going to be adjusted back into the business. So it's you not mean, like as far it's as when you're doing the valuation process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So when you do the evaluation, when you're evaluating the business and you're going, what is this business worth? And it's like, oh, you guys went out and bought, you know, um, a content house as an example, right? 
Well, you're like, I'm not going to do that because that's going to hurt the valuation of the business. But it gets it's adjusted. not because it's going to be adjusted. And so that kind of thing. And when we say adjusted, essentially what we're talking about is when you some, a company or somebody who's looking to acquire is looking at that balance sheet uh, and they see these one-time these one-time expenses or they see owner's expenses or owner draws, they're not going to factor that into their valuation for the business because they're just going to adjust that back yeah, you know, they, by basically they, make it they seem they like it's factor it in as though, wait a minute, that money didn't have to be spent. That was discretionary. They did that. We're going to put that back in the business because we wouldn't make that same decision. That was a one-time sort of a thing that happened. Or even if it's a one-time expense that had to happen, you know, it gets adjusted at least uh, a big portion of it gets mm-hmm. adjusted because you say, hey, we had to refresh all the equipment, you know, uh, that would get adjusted back in. So understanding that process and what evaluation. So I would tell people that actually have businesses that are already scalable and moving, right, to early on kind of go through the process, you know, to understand what it would be to um, for people to go, oh, I'm going to evaluate your business to see what the parameters are that they're looking at for their particular type of business. Right. Oh, that's dope, man. Major job. Yeah. Major key. Now, what was the most fun aspect, would you say, throughout the time of being building your business? Because I know for, for us, we have a we have a different kind of business, right? Our business allows us to kind of travel, do cool shit with some people like you, um, go out and do different types of things and have a little bit more fun with what we do, even trading. We can trade from anywhere, and it's a great experience. Um, you know, building other types of businesses may not be as, you know, flexible. So what was, what was the most fun aspect of, you know, your entrepreneurial journey? Well, so... You know, being able to try different things, man. I mean, I built a whole, like, uh, I built a number of different businesses, right? So, you know, having a team, building a team, seeing, I mean, like, hell, just uh, a couple days ago, um, you know, we have a support team and support center, um, call center in the Dominican Republic. And one of the, uh, yeah, one of the, uh, one of the team members sent me in something and it was that they bought their, their, their first car. You know, and it was kind of cool. It was a new car and they sent me pictures of it saying thank you for the opportunity and that kind of thing. Right. So seeing, you know, From the salary you're paying. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing people buy their home or seeing people start a business or, you know, those types of things have been really, really cool to watch people grow and build something. Right. Or accomplish something for their families or, or for their, yeah, for, for their family, for the people that they love. That's like super fun. That's super rewarding. Right. I think in terms of, uh, fun, I mean, we've always hosted events, right? So I've always used events as a way of building business and connecting. Right? So, uh, so I remember back in the day in DC, I would, I would create these dope house, house parties. Right. They'd be the dopest house parties, man. <laughs> man, and, you uh, missed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People Sheesh. people would come. I would have like valet. I would have the whole lineup. But it was all a business thing. And I did it at the time because um, the people in the, um, the federal government, I couldn't take golfing. I couldn't buy them dinner. I couldn't do things. So I threw a party. And really, I only wanted seven of them to be there. And I targeted these seven people to be at the party. But there would be a whole bunch of other people. So... In no way did it look like the party was for them, <laughs> right? In no way was would they even know that the party was for them. But the party was really to get them there and to create relationship and bond and that kind of thing. And we were able to do that. And uh, and so 
it was fun creating those sort of events so that, um, you know, so I connected there. I connected on the construction thing. So so it was cool. It was a cool way of building business. That actually, oh, man, that's, that's a cheat sweet. code right there. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. we've been talking about a way of like, you know, really networking and things like that. I see that as a, I mean, a super, super easy way to really get plugged in to the right people that you want on your team or, you know, any any of those type of things. So, yeah, nah, I yeah, think that's well. awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, you gotta get creative in business. Right? Yeah, so no, 100%. It's like, you know, you can't, 100%. you can't go buy this. You can't buy, right. you can't buy right. a pen. You right. can't buy anything, you know? Right. So you can't 100%. do anything to build relationship the way right. you would naturally. Come on right. to dinner, let's talk. Come on, let's play golf. Let's do something cool yeah. that, you know, you can't do that. So we created a whole different way of doing it. And your thing was in, at this time, was in the government contract thing and things of that nature, right? So essentially it was like, you know, networking is a big part of that, right? Building a, a, a government contract. And Relationships are a big part of business, right? So for me, when we started in our tech services business, right, we didn't start doing any federal government stuff at all. Everything we did was straight to consumer outside of the Beltway. Nothing okay. was around the Beltway. Man. So, and we did that because we had a very specialized expertise. We could charge a lot of money for it. The government was slow in terms of how long the procurement process right, took. Right, right. Right. Um, and then um, because of what we were doing was proprietary, they had a hard time accepting the rates and the numbers, right? Because no, they had nothing Nobody, to compare to. Right. Um, so we could go out and do business with John Hancock, Nationwide Insurance, Liberty Mutual, Novartis, um, you know, State Farm, Coca-Cola, you know, uh, different companies, you name it. You know, we would do Shell, Exxon, you know, we do business with all of those folks. So uh, we could go directly to them. They made decisions very quickly and we were able to build our business that way. The, the federal government was um, something that was guarded against um, the economy going up and down and changing, mm -hmm. fluctuating. No matter where right. you get paid. Yeah, there's going to be business, yeah. right? Right. And uh, that kind of thing. But our our primary source of business was outside of the Beltway, you know, Man, which was okay. a different business model yeah. than federal government. Right. Right. But the main thing about it, again, like like Jay said, or like you said, the cheat code essentially to building, uh, um, getting the things that you needed into your business was leveraging you know, events, which is probably something that you're naturally good at in the first place, right? So I, like I, mean, I could tell yeah, you're, yeah, you're an extra events. To a you certain know what degree, I mean? Yeah. So using your strengths to, uh, you know, to, to the benefit of the company, I think makes a whole lot of sense. You know what I mean? So that's pretty dope across the board, man. You got... We need to, yeah, we need to throw some events, man. That's what I'm thinking, oh, man. Look, man, we can, we can always do that. I'm down for events at any we're, point in we're time. We're gearing up. I'm not as big of an extrovert as this guy is, you know what I mean? Or you... You know, y'all, y'all, y'all expert is on the way. But I, I think that's dope that you've been able to leverage that into the into a business that doesn't typically see that type of thing. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. You know, do not think of tech services, parties, and and things like that. You right. Know what I mean? So that's now, cool. Right now, where you are now, what are some things that you're excited about? You know, or looking forward to as far as like you know, on the business aspect of things, or things that you got currently working on, or anything like that. Yeah. So. Um, it's interesting because I honestly publicly a lot don't talk about the details of some of the businesses, right? right? right, right, right. But uh, we're building, you know, we have a supplement business and we're building that out, right? So we're launching, we're in the process of launching a new new uh, product. So that's cool. So um, so that's been working, you know, good. And we, we want to build that out, scale it. So that's pretty exciting awesome. uh, on the 
TJMM side, TJ Millionaire Mentor side, we're we're building some stuff out. But oh, typically, oh, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing, you growing can tell our me about stuff. That? Well, you know, the thing is, people, you know, like so. TJ Millionaire Mentor. Let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah, about that. Let's, 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 let's talk about it. 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 I give you man. So, so here's the thing. Like when we talk about like, so when I exited my services business. Right. Already had a bunch of real estate stuff, right, going. And we already had a business that was, you know, doing at least two million dollars a month, you know, in terms of uh what I do with JJ. And JJ was a part of the other business as well, right? So she helped me build That's amazing. business. For, right. for those who don't know, Keith. Yeah, JJ Smith is my business partner. She's my best friend. Right. Hell, she's my ex-wife. You know? Right, right. Uh, that's and, a cheat code yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. So, so, we're, we're yeah. With you. yeah, yeah so we've always been friends, right? And so when our relation, the romantic relationship ended, you know, we were like, shit, we're, we're still friends. Still, we're right. still, still good right. business still, partners. Like, yeah. You know, she moved two miles away, you know? And hell, right now we have places in the same building. In D.C., you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, like, that's uh, dope. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's, we have, yeah, so in the same building. So um, so best friend, business partner, um, one of the smartest business people, right? No, no, most of the time when you guys see her, she's on, you know, watching a game, having fun, but she's right. savvy. No, super yeah. Super savvy. Definitely. Um, super connected to her audience, really knows her audience. So we started building that business. We've been in that business now 13 years, I think. Oh man! In the supplement space. Well, um, the the weight loss supplement space, fitness, well, not fitness. It, we've never been fitness, so we've always been weight loss, right? Health, but not fitness, okay. which right, is right, a little right. bit different, right? right. Um, fitness sort of implies that hey, we're gonna go, you know, hey, out, routines active. and work right, out. Right, right, right. Jay's like, nah, I don't like working out, but I'm gonna show you how to look good, you know. Uh, show you how to lose weight, show you how to get healthier. Uh, so that seems like a conflict, but you know, Jay got that on lock. Nah, yeah, you know? nah. It's a clear messaging. I mean, you gotta be, you know, true to who you are and what you want to do. That's another thing. A lot of people try to do everything just because they see the market exploding one you know, way or the other, and they want to be like accustomed their business towards what somebody else is doing. But you don't, that's not your lane. That's not your lane. You know what I mean? And if you find who you're trying to connect to, you're going to find way more success than, you know, yeah, nah, that's hundred percent. So you guys check out JJ Smith, by the way. Yeah, definitely nah, check, definitely out JJ. check out JJ Smith. Smith. Yeah. She's and a I got to say, man, to, to be honest, man, like, listen, you know, I, I admire y'all's relationship a lot, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people, you know, they think that just because there was some type of you know, you had a romantic relationship that that and that ends. The whole thing has to be gone. But at the end of the day, who knows you better than the per people that you, you know, been in a dynamic with? And so the maturity it takes to to do that and then apply it to business, right. you know, it just is a beautiful thing because that's somebody who's gonna have your back to the end. You know, what yeah, I mean? you yeah. need that in business. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so yeah, it's dope. And, the, and the issue is is reconciling that with your 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 new lady. And right. Yeah, all that. Right. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't try that at home. Don't try that, that at home. Don't try that at home. Yeah, can try to figure that out. Yeah, well, she knows me. She got my back. Yeah, yeah. Right, facts. Yeah, right, facts. Right, right. I can only yeah. imagine. Yeah, yeah. You know? no. So I'm. You know, the thing is, man. Here's what I've learned, man. It's you know, um, you know, cheat code, right? Cheat code. I'm let committed. It, let I'm it loose. Yeah, I'm committed to permanent people in my life. Right. Hundred you know I mean? percent. There's all types of people that's going to come into your mm -hmm. life, and most of them aren't going to stay. Right. You know. So for me, when there's people that are 
you know, permanent people worthy of being permanent in your life, mm -hmm. then you love them and you figure out how to stay connected to them and support right. them and allow them to support you. Because at the end of the day, man, it's about relationships. It's about family. And, you know, some of us have really big, you know, natural families and right. other of us, others don't. So yeah, you have to nuclear. build that family yeah. and that becomes your family. So that's, that's that relationship with JJ. And then when I find people around me, I kind of look at them and be like, ah, oh, is this a permanent person or is this not a permanent person? And if they're not permanent, I, I you know, hey, you don't you got know, time I, to I treat, yeah, I treat yeah. them very differently. That's yeah, a fun. Yeah, 100%. Right. That's, a fun. That's a fun. 100%. Yeah. Well, that's another major cheat code, I think. You know, when you talk about relationships again, like, in business and in life in general, you know, having people who got your back and who you can have their back. I mean, you can't really beat it, man. I mean, that's that's something that, you know, I think most people will probably experience it somewhere, but I don't think most people really pick up on the importance of it. Right, right, right. Because, like, if you – business is already one place where things can be tricky, right? You know, it's hard to trust people and things like this. When you have people that you know you can trust, you got to keep them right yeah. and you got to keep them in your corner. And confident, capable people too. You know, that's why it's important. Like, people ask me all the time, is it important to go to college? No, it's not important. You know, you can do whatever you need to do without ever going to college. One of, one, of the, one of the benefits that college gives you or being in certain sort of places is that you're connected with some people that are upwardly mobile, probably trying to go in the same direction you're going in. Whether they go that direction or not, they're trying. So now you have the chance to build relationships with people that's moving in the same direction that you're moving in. Right. The neighborhood that I grew up in, Love them, but you know what? Ain't nobody trying to move. Yeah, like nah, that, that's a right? fact. So you know, these people might know me forever, but they they're not they don't have the same vision of where I'm trying to get to. Exactly, and that becomes and a conflict. That can limit you in terms of whatever, because they're like, man, man, bro, you've made it, mm -hmm. and you're you, trying to touch. You know, and 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 you ain't even started, you know right, what I mean? Right. Kind of thing. So having people with the same sort of aspirational thing, mindset, is and capability and competency is very important. 100%. So when you have those people that, you know, also know you and have your back, it's amazing. So you don't have to have just one type of friend. You know, you have different type of friends, you know. Um, but it's great when you can have someone that you're connected to that um got your back, but also competent and capable. Right, right. Yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, I think a lot of people experience, like, you know, just dealing with people that don't have that sense of urgency, right? Like, if you have those type of people around you, a circle, it's like, you know, you have that niche. Um, you don't have to really communicate a lot of things. A lot of things is just understood, you know what I mean? When you're talking, oh, it's like, okay. Understood, don't just, have to say it, Exactly, right? man. You don't, have to, <laughs> you don't have to, you know, do too much. So, yeah, now, 100%, man, that, that really hits home, yeah, man. man. That's I like solid. that a lot, man. So, look, um, TJ, I appreciate you coming on to Cheat Code. I'm going to go ahead and, and summarize what I feel like I heard the Cheat Code. I'm going to see what type of gems yeah, I picked up on yeah, Cheat. You let me yeah. know if I'm wrong. You let me know if I'm wrong, right? right. So what I heard was Cheat Code to business, right? Building to scale, right? Always keep building your, your business with the, with the, the goal in mind of continuously being able to scale it. Solid relationships, right? Leveraging the relationships that you you have around you, or leveraging your skill set in order to you know facilitate relationships like through the events like you did using your skill set in that that arena. Um, personal permanent relationships, permanent fixtures in your in your business relationships and in your life as a, as a whole, competent people, uh, things of that nature uh, that's that's around you, keeping those people solid, and uh, making sure those relationships are tight. What else? What am, what else am I missing? Man. Um... 
It's just the scalability issue, you know, something like that. Identify a problem, make sure you, you know, find a solution to it, build it to scale. And then, hey, make sure your network exit, exit with the, you know. And don't, yeah, don't forget to keep, and don't forget to keep learning. Learn by doing. Make sure, make sure you know what the anatomy of that thing is. And then learn those components and learn by doing. Don't go just study Practicality. And you're not doing anything, right? right? Learn it because if you learn it, then you got it in your bones. It's going to change the way you act. It's going to change who you are. And you know, if you're uh, the the only other thing we didn't say is commit to the process. Ooh, commit yeah. to the process. Commitment, commitment, to the process. commitment is right? massive. So commit yeah. to the process. Everybody's like, "Hey, what's the cheat code? Right? How do I get here tomorrow?" You don't. I mean, you know, you don't get here tomorrow. How do I get here next year then? That's probably going to happen either. Right. You know, but if you commit to the process, you can get to wherever it is. Man, right. That's you're, a fact. You're, it's, you have no limits. You have no boundaries. You, um, you know, um, you know, but if you commit to the process short. and just kind of go, hey, I know I'm on path. Right. I'm doing this thing. I'm mm-hmm. getting better at this. I'm right. I'm better Etching at it. Then yep. you, you are not limited at all. Um, if it's, if, but if the goal is for it to happen tomorrow, you know, you're 28 and a half and you're trying to get it to happen by 30, it might not happen. Right. And then you might even be putting too much pressure on yourself where you're just going to go backwards, you know, right. because you're chasing the wrong stuff. Yep. 29 and a half. You know, you're chasing half. flash, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, man. Yeah, no, nah, that, that's, that's great, man. It's yeah. massive. Now, I was going to say, yeah, as you're 29 and a half trying to be a millionaire by 30, I don't know, man. Hey, man, well, look, hold on now. Hold on now. I got I got, I got, to go back. You got a Chico. Uh, yeah, no, I got, got a Chico, Chico for you. I got, got a Chico got for you. So, so to put it in perspective, right? So, and, and we, we tell people this all the time because for us, we, we went from, we started our company, what, 2020? Mm-hmm. 2021, I think we, we did like five and a half, right? Okay. And it was cool. But the thing is that what a lot of people didn't see throughout that process was the 10 years of- Before that. Uh, before, before that. That's right. what I'm saying. Everything so, before and so, that. And so yeah. to put it in perspective, you know, you can, there are times when you can hit certain things, even in trading. We talk about this in trading a lot. You can become a trader, successful trader, you know, within three or four months. Even uh, your son asks us, you know, how long does it take to learn, right? You can become a successful trader, investor, blah, 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 within a short period of time. But you have to learn from experiences, even if it's not your own experiences, right? And you let me know if I'm off, off, off track here. Even if you learn a mentor, you got a community, you got other experiences that you can pull from in order to find your successes, right? Whether it's in business or whatever. And that's the power of having a millionaire mentor right. or other other things like that. That can shorten your, your learning curve tremendously. So even if your goal is to get from, you know, you're 28, you're trying to get to millionaire by 30, right? You know, I'm a big believer that you, you any, anything can be done. You just have to figure out how to be, how to do. It. If you have somebody who's done it, who's done the ten years, multiple right? times, yeah, who's done those ten years, right? And if they put those time in, they can guide you to that pathway in a much shorter time Absolutely. frame, right? Absolutely, hundred percent. So, cheat codes. They, those are the cheat codes that we got for, from uh, from TJ today. I'm sure he's got a whole bunch more in there. Eventually, we're gonna find out a little bit more about you know yeah, some yeah, numbers, yeah. right? Yeah, don't yeah, worry, man. This ain't, this ain't gonna be the last time you see TJ. 100%. So when you get you get to the point you get that much you get right. to your successes you got your uh, you know you can choose how you how you move with that right yeah, so I appreciate you TJ man yeah. um appreciate y'all for having us here in general man I'm, I look forward to seeing 
yeah, everything man. else you got going on for tell, you, let's let's tell the viewers where they can find you man tj i know you yeah you got tj millionaire mentor on instagram i think facebook youtube um twitter big big youtube content i don't do anything on twitter right ferrari racetracks yeah, you can you catch them down at the racetracks yeah. and, and that's my time. passion is racing man yeah, yeah man that's that's, that's the coolest shit in the world that's to me man like god damn honestly we ain't we ain't even get too much into racing but yeah, if you man, we got we got a special episode. You might catch it here and there if you actually stay tuned, you know, to Chico TV. So Oh, you're gonna you know, see it. Yeah, you're, gonna you're, gonna, you're sure, definitely man. gonna see it. You know what I mean? So yeah, nah, man. Thank you. Thank you again, man. It's been a pleasure. As always, always the hospitality is amazing. It's literally second to none. So yeah, man. Appreciate you as always. So all right, man. So listen, y'all, Chico a lot, man. Jay, tell them what they need to do. Man, as always, make sure you subscribe, like, and as always, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a mother friend. Right, man. <laughs> See y'all the next one, yo. This is Chico Unlocked.